Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Good morning, my friend. It is early in the morning. It's super dark outside. I'm hoping you're just going to have a wonderful day, beautiful day. You know, out there on Twitter... I've been doing these little short posts that I call self-brain surgery tips. And number 27, which I did on September 10th, and I apologize, I'm a little congested this morning, so forgive my voice, but on September 10th, I did one about the golden rule. And here's what I said. The golden rule works both ways. It's not just about fairness. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you, yes. But also, you want to be noticed, notice others. To be thanked, thank others. Loved, celebrated, forgiven, helped do unto others. The idea is that we always look at the golden rule when Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We always look at it as being about fairness. Like, well, if you want somebody, if you don't want somebody to do something to you, then don't do it to them, right? So just just a general concept about fairness. But there's more to it than that. And I just want to talk a little bit about the golden rule. Now, of course, that came from Matthew 7, verse 12, on the Sermon on the Mount, which the, the phrase golden rule and the phrase Sermon on the Mount don't actually appear in the Bible, right? They're just they're sort of content headings that were put in there by the translators at some point to help us break the content down into more easily understandable passages. But so Matthew seven twelve, commonly called the golden rule, says this, Jesus said, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. He makes this little statement, treat people like you want them to treat you. And he basically says that if you want a, if you want a little pill of what the entire Bible is about, what God's entire plan for, for, for people's behavior on this earth is, be nice to people and they'll be nice to you. Do, do things the way you want people to do them for you. It sums up basically all that law, all that prophecy, everything that God shared with us over thousands of years comes down, Jesus says, do unto others what you would have them do to you. And we're going to look deeply into the golden rule on this golden podcast. And we're going to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you'd like the show, 
please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Hey, there's a really good article about the golden rule on a website that I use all the time when I have questions about the Bible, gotquestions.org, gotquestions.org. A little article about the golden rule I'll put in the show notes. Great little little reminder of what, what this concept is. And, you know, one of the things about the golden rule, there's a secular sort of idea. People try to say that Jesus sort of borrowed this notion from other religions. Now, of course, like I told you before, the, the phrase golden rule is not actually in the Bible. It wasn't even until the 16th or 17th century that the translators started using that phrase. But basically, the idea is Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It sums up the law and the prophecy. Jesus knew that people are basically selfish. We are. I mean, even if you're like Lisa, the most giving, kind person, we all sort of have an internal drive for self-preservation, right? For looking out for the things that we need. Now, Lisa and Tata may be the two least selfish people I've ever met, but Jesus knew that the human heart at its core is somewhat selfish because of the fall, because of evil. In fact, in verse 11, he said we're innately evil. He said that. Jesus' golden rule sort of sets a standard by, by if, if you want to control this natural bend towards selfishness, if you want to have a different kind of life than a selfish one, then actively treat others the way you want to be treated. That was Jesus' principle to try to overcome our natural selfish bias. Now, in the English Standard Version, here's how it reads. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also for them. For this is the law and the prophets. See, Jesus, like I said, he condensed, he, he boiled down the entire Old Testament into this one principle, which, by the way, came from Leviticus 19.18. Don't seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Remember when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's two things in there that we don't always pick up. We get the love your neighbor piece, but we miss the love yourself piece, right? We're supposed to love ourselves. That's a command. But he's saying basically, don't seek revenge. Don't bear a grudge. Love your neighbor like you would want them to love you. And Jesus summed that up with this brilliant pill that we can take that will help us have a better life. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We see the implication. People naturally are selfish. They love themselves more. The command uses that flaw as a place to start in how we treat other people. We want to do self-brain surgery on ourselves. We want to look at our lives, look at our natural biases, and try to figure out how to be happier and how to help other people around us be happier, right? Now, people universally demand respect and love. Everybody wants to be treated well. Everybody wants to have other people do right by them, whether or not we deserve it. Now, Jesus understood that. He knew that if we wanted to have godly behavior, we needed to sort of flip the script. If we want to be shown respect, then we need to treat others with respect. If we want to have people say nice things to us, we need to say nice things to them, right? If we want to to treat, if you want to be treated well, we need to treat other people well. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it is self-brain surgery, though. Uh, Acts twenty thirty five. it's more blessed to give than to receive. We're supposed to have this idea that it's better for us to serve other people than to be served. And Jesus says, well, if you do that, guess what? They're going to turn around and serve you anyway. The golden rule is 
part of that second greatest commandment that I mentioned a while ago, that love the Lord your God is first and love your neighbor as yourself is second. Now, as I said before, there's a secular idea that Jesus borrowed this notion from Eastern religions. It's not so. It is not true. There's an old teaching, the ethic of reciprocity, that non-Christians and atheists use sometimes. That basically, if you do nice to people, they'll be nice to you. If you don't do wrong to people, they won't do wrong to you. Liberal critics and, and humanists try to explain away how Jesus was actually onto something. This article from Got Questions made a really good distinction. Look at Confucius, what he said. Do not do to others what you do not want them to do to you. Hindus said, this is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. And Buddha said, hurt not others in ways that you would yourself find hurtful. You see what's happening here? They're all negative statements. They rely on passivity. Don't do this, and this won't happen to you. Eastern religions are all about behavior. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Jesus is more about action. He says, do this. If it, Don't wait for something not to happen to you. Go do something good to somebody else, and something good will happen to you. The Eastern religions say, just control yourself. Jesus says, go help other people. Eastern religions are about avoiding negative behavior in your own self. Jesus is about creating positive things in other people's lives. It's inverted. It's based on not the human spirit, but on his spirit. Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gash Show a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. And so... Some people have called that inverted, uh, negative, passive, Eastern type idea of the silver rule. Because it's not as good as the golden one. It's not. Avoiding behaviors is not as good as actively pursuing good behaviors. And remember I said Jesus has been accused of borrowing that idea from the Eastern religions. But check this out. Again, according, according to this article from God Questions, Confucianism, Hinduism, and Buddhism were all written between the 500 and 400 B.C., but Leviticus, where Jesus took the golden rule from, was written in about 1450 B.C. So the fact is, those Eastern religions probably more likely borrowed the idea from Hebrew Scripture. So Jesus wasn't borrowing from them. They were borrowing from him. The command to love is what sorts out Christianity from other religions, in fact. The Bible champions love, not avoidance of pain. The Bible champions active good behavior rather than avoiding bad behavior. The Bible champions these things, and he was a thousand years, God was a thousand years ahead of these Eastern religions. Check out Matthew five forty three and 44, and Exodus 23, 4 and 5, by the way, if you want to see how different this idea is. Now, obeying the Christian concept of loving others is John, according to John thirteen thirty five, how you can tell if you are a Christian, if you love people and love God. In fact, in John, John also says in First John four twenty says, if somebody says I love God but hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Check that out. 
if you're mean and hateful to your spouse who's right in front of you that you have vowed to love and honor and cherish and protect if you can be mean and manipulative and verbally abusive to that person or neglectful of that person and you can see them and put your hands on them then john would say you can't really love god who you say you love because you've never seen God. But God's representation is flesh and blood right in front of you in that person that you're mistreating. And John says, if you say that you love God, but you mistreat other people, you're a liar, and the truth isn't in you. Now think about that for a minute. So the golden rule wraps this whole idea up, and it's really unique in all of world religions. Now there's a song from Brandon Heath called Love Never Fails. It's written out of the famous love passage from 1 Corinthians. I think it would be appropriate to pause for a minute and just think about what love really is. Think about how you could apply different aspects of love to your own life and your own relationships. And in the context of the golden rule, see if it would make a difference for you. Here's Brandon Heath. not proud love does not boast love after all matters the most love does not run love does not hide love does not keep locked inside love is a river that flows through and love never fails
Man, I love that song. Love never fails. Listen, friend, the golden rule is a superpower. It's not just about being fair, although right now I think the world would be a much better place if people would spend more time thinking about their own behavior and trying to treat others like they want to be treated, right? That would solve a lot of our problems. But it's also, it's not just about fairness. It's also a guaranteed way to be happier, which is all I'm about here on this show. How do we handle the hard stuff in life and still manage to be happy, hold on to hope, find faith, help others, and be and have a happier life, right? So that we can achieve our purpose here, which is to point others towards heaven. It's it, This golden rule idea, I'm telling you, is a guaranteed superpower towards you being happier. If you're nicer to people, they're almost always going to be nicer to you. Now, I'm not talking about sociopaths. I'm not talking about people who are not guided by their faith or who lack a solid moral compass. There's always going to be people who mistreat you. In fact, Jesus never sinned and never did anything wrong, and they killed him for it. So there's always going to be bad people with bad agendas. So ignoring those people, I'm talking about most people. If you are nice to people, they're almost always going to be nicer to you. If you send birthday cards, you'll probably start receiving birthday cards. If you show up for people, they'll probably start showing up for you. It's ancient wisdom. But it's true today, and it's great self-brain surgery. Listen, when you treat other people better, starting in your private thoughts, it winnows into your brain and starts making more positive synapses that will make it easier and more automatic to trigger those same positive thoughts later. Those will turn into more positive behaviors, which will begin to affect the people around you, and they will start behaving in ways that are more positive to you. Here's an example. You think about your spouse. You close your eyes and say, they're about to get up. They're going to come in here and burp and make noise and make racket and they're going to, and they're going to be grumpy and this day's going to get off to a bad foot, you know, off to a bad start because they don't want to go to work today and they're going to take it out on me and all that stuff's going to happen. Or, and so if you, if you think that, then what's going to happen when they get up, your first thought towards them, your face is going to be frowning. You're going to see them negatively. You're going to sit in your chair and wait for them to go get their own cup of coffee. Or you could say, you know what? My spouse works really hard. They love me. We have a good relationship. I love our kids, you know. And yeah, they've got to go to work today on a Saturday. It's going to, it's going to be uncomfortable for them. So the, I need to do something to try to get their day off to a little bit better start. First, let me just pray for them real quick. God, give my spouse, when they wake up, give them one little thought that they are greatly loved. And when they come in here, let them see my face with a smile on it and say, Hey, I'm really glad to see you today. Let me get you a cup of coffee. Just think about that for a second. One of those two things is going to produce what you're already getting, right? If you're having a bad time with your marriage, if you're having a bad time with one of your kids, if you're having a conflict with a coworker, there's one guaranteed way to make sure it stays the same or gets worse, and that is to just keep doing what you've been doing, right? You keep doing what you've been doing. See if anything gets better. I'm not telling you what to do, friend. You are free to choose how you think and how you behave. You are completely free to do that. But I'm, I'm, so I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just asking you to think for a second. If you don't like how things are going, if you don't like how you feel inside, if you don't like how your relationship is going, then just keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. You're free to choose that. But if it's not working for you, if in your heart of hearts you know that things aren't like they should be and you don't like how they are, then there's one person on this planet that you can actually control. Now, I'm not talking about if you're physically abusive, you can beat somebody into submission or you can verbally abuse them into behaving 
a certain way, but that is not going to produce happiness for you or them, and it probably will produce a divorce and a breakup and something bad happening, right? So I'm not talking about you physically imposing your will on somebody, but in general terms, you can't really control anybody else except for you. So if there's a problem, the first thing to do is fix yourself, and that's why I'm bringing this back around to Jesus' advice from 2,000 years ago. If your life isn't working, try the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Listen, friend, I want you to become healthier and feel better and be happier. I want you to have the most abundant life possible. Jesus said that's why he came here. John 10, 10, he said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. The enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy your heart and your life. But I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So, friend, if you feel like your life is being stolen and killed and destroyed, that's not from Jesus. That's not what he wants for you. He wants it to be better for you and different for you. And if you feel like things are going negatively, don't keep doing. Well, I mean, like I said, you can choose what you want to do. But if you want it to change, you can't expect it to change if you keep doing what you're doing. You got to make some changes if you want to see some changes, right? You can't get there. If you think you have to have a certain time, place, job, weather, situation, level of economic success, absence of pain, presence of a particular person, or any other set of circumstances, you will never get to where you want. Why? Because the target will change. Because circumstances always manage to be worse than what we want them to be. And even when we achieve certain things that we think we want, it's never as good or as long-lasting or as satisfying as we think it will be because circumstances do not produce happiness if you're trying if you're tying your happiness to circumstance you're going to be disappointed i promise you will and in the area of human relationships the only one you can actually control outside of abuse is you and jesus knew that and he gave us this powerful tool that works on our neurochemistry and improves us makes us more positive and it hits other people in a way that helps them and reliably predictably improves their behavior toward us it's not just a good idea it's a golden rule so why not try it and why not start today? Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery. Dr. Lee Warren. Substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarnmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.